All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Another episode of the Real Life Podcast from Little Brick, brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. Our good friends at Rig Hand Distilleries are the makers of Brum, and Brum is what makes bag milk go crazy on the weekend. It's now. my go-go juice. Oh, shit. I'm like Honey Boo Boo, but with Brum. What did Honey Boo Boo's go-go juice? Mountain Dew. For real? Yeah. Remember when the days show, of man. Honey Boo Boo was like the craziest thing you could see, and now you like wish for the days of Honey Boo Boo where things made sense and you knew who was in charge? Yeah, and uh, you know Mama June's weird toe that had the bugs on it and stuff. Oh, it was yeah. good. And her yeah. neck crust. Oh, and now she's all skinny, and like the plastic surgeons of the world were issued the challenge of make Mama June reasonable. Did she leave her husband? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sugar Bear? Sugar Bear has gone long Sugar time. Sugar Bear was like cheating on her with dudes, I think, or some weird thing. There's all <laughs> yeah, sorts there of drama. All kinds of things going on with Sugar Bear. Yeah. Good start to the show. Oh, I hope anytime you can chat about Honey Boo Boo, oh, yeah. it's always a good start. We are under a strict warning today on the Real Life Podcast to not move our heads away from the mic. We've had multiple warnings from several people, particularly Jay, who we're told speaks very quietly when he doesn't care about what he's saying. And then when he does care about what he's saying, he's <laughs> screaming and yelling. But the problem is, it looks like he's one of those guys at an airport trying to land a plane with the cones and his arms are everywhere. And that makes your face move. And then people can't hear. And if the Real Life Podcast change its name to the audio problems podcast it would probably be a bit more apt good name we're real life till death no wonder why we can't get an audio partner to uh, join us because the volume is so up and down it's my hands are currently tied to the table yeah uh so i'm in like a basically a straight jacket i'm yeah. gonna try to you know i like to normally take you guys along the uh the the, the emotional journey that mm-hmm. i'm on throughout mm-hmm. the podcast when i've checked out for a few minutes and i'm just saying words <laughs> in monotone to yeah. when i'm really excited into it and today it's really interesting because we're going to start with you telling a really long story <laughs> that i think you're going to be super animated for. i'm going to shorten it now I have to think before every word I speak about not moving before I say something. So it's going to be very interesting. So If this doesn't work, the only other move we have is to go and get you a Britney Spears circa 2006 headset mic. Yeah, and I'll just dance, dance, yeah, talk. Maybe you can, and then we'll get you a red leather suit, like in the Oops, yeah. I did it again. Just like video. our boy Coom can never can't sit idle for too long. No, no, you're he's the a, same way. He's I was, a goldfish. I was with someone, um, I don't know, at a meeting or something, uh, and we had a, an hour long conversation. Uh, and then after, uh, they're like, 
do you realize how much you move in like when you're having a conversation with someone? Because I, I know I'm fidgety, like because like I sit in a movie theater and I'm just like dancing around, sliding around in the seat. Yeah. But uh, it was interesting to finally have someone like call me out on it. And you're I was getting like, called out left and right about being fidgety these days. That's not good for a fella's health. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. When I do really long phone calls, I will pace for two hours. I'll get off phone calls and be like, damn, my feet hurt. That was a real long call. It's just nervous energy, right? Yeah. I like to do phone calls and walk around this neighborhood that we're in. A lot of nice stuff to look at. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Riverdale's the best for that. It's a nice day. Just go for a stroll and you're talking, getting lost in the sauce. And it's, uh, you know, probably pretty productive. And you're probably in the zone the whole time because you're giving yourself the freedom to move. I just move my hands. I better stop. I think yeah. Dan's just trying to limit your art. He's trying to put constraints on your art. No, nope. Nobody- also, Yukon Jack. Text me this week. He says everything's going good. You got to get Jay to keep his head near the mic and tell him it's great to be excited. It's great to be not excited, but you got to like even it up. It's really a metaphor for life. I'm an interpretive podcaster. Yeah, so I wish like, they, I wish my moves could be like heard through the podcast stream. Nobody like told the, Jackson Pollock not to like splash paint around. I well, feel like he was that's the president of the United States. I may not know who that is. <laughs> he was the guy who did like the splatter paints. That's what I feel like Jay's like with his hands in the podcast. That's fair. It's fair. It's absolutely fair. And so today we want to tell a really interesting story because today we have a weekly meeting, you and I, sometimes when we remember because we're not about structure. And we went for breakfast and you started telling a story and I was like, man, we should talk about this on the podcast. This is so interesting. Yeah, bear with me, people. I'll try to do my best to keep this at a good volume with, with good excitement. So I'll set it up and I'll interview you about stuff you heard and we'll go that way. And I can't really look at you because I'm Just answer a series of yes or no questions. Yeah, exactly. And you <laughs> nod. And I'll like smash on the table yeah. twice. And then Bag Milk will interpret for me what I just said. So one of the things we like about the nation is the ability to get little details of information every now and again. And it's fun sometimes to know what's going on behind the scenes. And sometimes it's not fun because it's generally news that you wish you didn't know. And then you got to like keep it to yourself. But... Over the weekend, you were hanging out with a former NHL player who we won't name for the purposes of making people look it up themselves and not throwing this guy under the bus because yeah. we're not interested in throwing people a little, under the bus. Exactly. Just a little sign of respect, but I feel it's important that people need to know what I heard. It's a very illuminating story. So this guy, I'll set this up. He played for the Pittsburgh Penguins Yes. when they won the Stanley Cup. Yes. Then he went and played in San Jose Yes. for Coach Todd and Co. Yes. And this is what brings us up to an interesting point. So... Give her hell. Don't move your hands and talk in one volume. <laughs> oh, this is spicy. I like it. Oh, yeah. It's so spicy. So, obviously, you know, you want to hear stories about winning a cup and all that crazy awesome stuff because, you know, we are all aspiring wannabe NHLers or dreamt about playing in the NHL. So, you want to hear the, the tales that were involved to, to win the Holy Grail. And so, yeah, we talked about, you know, what it was like to play in Pittsburgh, you know, what it was like to have Sidney Crosby as a leader. Uh, and then what, you know, the interesting fact that we found out is Evgeny Malkin, although Russian, is like one degree off of Sidney Crosby in terms of pedigree of leadership. That boggles my mind. Which was absolutely shocking. And so... He's like a Datsuk. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, these two guys run the team. They run the culture of the team. Uh, and it's just a winning attitude. So... so it, the coach, sorry to interrupt, the coach steers the boat... To, to and they quote, run the boat. Exactly. The, the coach steers the ship, and they run the ship. Is yeah. the dynamic that they have in Pittsburgh. So then he goes to, to San Jose, and normally I don't give a shit about that, but he went there when Tom McClellan was there. So I had to just straight up ask him, like, how was San Jose? Uh, and, uh, well, for, I'll, first of all, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. Someone asked him, where was your favorite city to play in? And he just played in probably six NHL uh, cities. Uh, and uh, I see the arms are just yeah the arms are moving. I've bro- okay. broken you, free from you, my straight your, jacket. Your voice modulation is amazing. Keep going. <laughs> and uh, he goes, best cities I played in. Well, if you don't want to win, San Jose's great. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're like okay, go on. Why is that? So what's the difference? Like you move from you know what appeared from the outside, like team with good leadership, coaching, to another team we thought good leadership, coaching. And uh, he said as soon as he got in there, San Jose was like playing at a country club. It was uh, like guys like Thornton and Burns run the, run the team, run the coach, and basically were steering when training camp would end so these guys could rush and make their tea time at Pebble Beach. Whereas Pittsburgh, it was like a military operation. It's run like a military operation yeah. where everything is structured and people are held accountable and you know you've got leaders that put in the work uh, that lead by example by putting in the work uh, and hold you accountable to do the same thing. So it was kind of interesting to hear that kind of contrast. So, you know, and then I straight up asked, 
is McClellan a good coach? And uh, he said no. <laughs> so he hit me with that true bomb, and I, I was so stung by it. I could, I'd wanted to ask like 4,000 more follow-up questions as to why, but I just got, I didn't want to seem like I was digging too much because I'm respecting the fact that you know, we're having this conversation. Yeah, socially. You're not giving oh, and, and it's social, and that's why you know, we're not going to get into too many details right. about it. But he hit me with that, and it's because you know, he lets this attitude kind of run the team and doesn't do anything about it. So, you know, we're in Edmonton and we have Connor McDavid's not a guy who's going to cut practice early to go make a tea time. Hell no. But it definitely kind of, I had some concerns hearing. I, I, I always put, you know, Todd on Todd McClellan on a, on a pedestal, but this kind of now is kind of making me reevaluate like, well, maybe he is part of the problem. I don't know. So there's a lot to digest here. So we'll, we'll all have a Pepto-Bismol. We'll digest our upset stomachs from hearing this. There's one argument you could make that says, well, different strokes are different folks, right? Mm-hmm. So a guy like Joe Thornton, a guy like Brett Burns are on the West Coast. It's that Cali life, right? Like whatever. Whereas a guy like Crosby is a bit more of like a robot like our beloved Connor. So maybe two different coaching styles have to work for two different types of players. Perhaps, and, 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 that's, and that's true. But then, you know, you look at a team that's just won like 17 Stanley Cups in the last 10 years versus a team that hasn't been able to win the big dance at all. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's an argument to be said. The military camp with the serious winning culture uh, and leadership within that promote that culture. And he was telling some Crosby stories you were telling me, right? Like how he writes people notes. Yeah, he's, he, Crosby will handwrite notes to players for like just, just to give them like, you know, if they, if they, if they need a, a – a, a, if, if they did something great, he'll write a note. If they need to be brought up, he'll write them a personal note. Uh, but, yeah, all handwritten notes. That reminds me of Connor calling everyone on their birthdays. Yeah, exactly. So I heard that, and I immediately thought of that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like this, is, this tells me, like, hey, like, McDavid's of that pedigree. Yeah, so oh, that's, yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. So now, now we need to find out who is Gino is in, in, in this mix. It ain't Dreisaitl. I will tell you right now, there is no way that guy has the pep to pick other people up on the bench when he himself is the lowest morale on the bench. Yeah, uh, and I, I would agree with that. Maybe, hopefully, maybe Nurse can be that guy. Nuge! Oh yeah, perhaps. But boy, Nuge. The, well, yeah. The, the the Nuge is that guy. Nuge is a character guy. I don't know if the Nuge is a leader, per se. And that's not to knock the Nuge. He's a fantastic hockey player, but you know he's not as like you see him like he's not as like he's not as public facing. He's kind of he's a more quieter guy. Um, so, but Malkin, the, like his command of English is rudimentary at best. Yeah. And yet he's in there leading. I respect that. Well, I respect it, event of getting Malkin yeah. having heard this story. And then that just opens up to like other, like I've heard other podcasts and, uh, other articles of, of people who have played with Malkin. They're all like, they love that guy. And there's, and he's, and, and Malkin still stays in touch with all these guys that he played with. Cause like he also loves these guys. So there's that. There's just that camaraderie that uh, that 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 that, that uh, he spews out with all these guys. So the Oilers go and boot out all the assistant coaches. Sort of, they send what's his nuts down to run the A. I don't know who they replaced, but TBD. Uh, are they going to bring in people now who are maybe a little bit more hard assed, or are the Oilers not a team that are going to respond to hard assed coaching? See, all of this is blowing my mind because I was talking to somebody that I knew actually two different people I know that are close to the organization that was talking about one of the problems they felt this year was that Todd was too hard on the players, that he was a taskmaster and that he was a drill sergeant and that they needed a softer touch. Oh, when, for real? When things got, mm. when, when the, when the going got tough, he was a little bit too hard on the boys is what I was told. Obviously I wasn't there. Just repeating what I've heard, but it's, it's interesting to hear kind of like the yin and yang to that story. Oh, t- t- and totally. And that's the thing. Like I, I, I'm trying to, t- like I'm, there's, there's obviously some truth to this. I don't know, like, you know, if you're a new player in a new team, you might feel like it's a bit different because you literally just came from the Pittsburgh Penguins, which was run like kind of military style. Uh, so that could just be an observation based just on that. So like, you got to kind of just take it with a grain of salt, but kind of like acknowledge that, you know, there's got to be some factual in there. And maybe the fact that like, once the, the leadership on our team kind of gets a little bit older, maybe they can stand up and steer the coach a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe, so, sure. But I, also, lead, I also want to know if uh, how Crosby delivers these notes. Does he fold them cool like in high school? I'm thinking origami. Like, ooh, Wouldn't that be a, cool? <laughs> it's like, a, here's a crane. Yeah, Good I'm job. sure he takes the time to learn With origami. a wax seal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a Crosby. <laughs> written on human pigeon. skin of yes. his enemies. I like that. So that's interesting. I think, you know, coaches have different relationships with different players, too, right? Yeah. So one person could have one relationship with a coach and the second person could have a completely different. And I think good coaches know which guys need a kick in the ass, which guys need a pep talk when they're down, which guys need to have flowers sent to their widow's grave because they need to be killed and moved out of town. But it's interesting, like you say, to have somebody who's played in both programs. Mm. And when you say, like, where's the best place you played, you only played on three teams. Uh, four teams. Four teams. Okay. So he only played, it wasn't like he was a Strudwick who'd played for every single team in the league in most of Europe, right? <laughs> like it was more, I've played for a fairly small sample set of teams. Yeah. Oh, man. I, Getting the scoop. I like it. Good scoop. Right? Unsubstantiated scoop where you won't name your source. That's the best kind <laughs> of scoop. And also, like, this could be, this could just be a leadership thing. That's the, that's the, the leadership core of that team. And maybe that's the, the result, like, you know, the Thornton Burns kind of... And I'd love to know where Sid was at, say, year three in his career as well. Was he writing the handwriting notes in year three, or did it take him a while to kind of get used to it and get locked into his... So I hear... I No, I hear he was, like, robotic to when he first started, and now he's starting to loosen up a little bit. And I think now it's because he's got 15 cups. Mm-hmm. I like if this is loose Crosby. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's the accountant. And he's the notes like, are no longer cursive. They're just in, you know, caps locked text i think though that like connor like you said earlier is very much of the Sidney crosby mold and so i think you gotta build a similar infrastructure around him to make sure like he's not going to be lucy goose guy who goes out and brent burns his way to a beef jerky deal shout out sumo jerky.com and then also be a really really effective nhl player he's a guy who has like discipline is the cornerstone of the connor mcdavid hockey program and life program well, speaking of discipline, didn't uh, wasn't Connor doing putting in some overtime recently? Nope. We can't talk about that yet. We got to go to a break because Dan keeps waving oh, his hand. Oh, I was trying to do the teaser. I didn't recognize him when he wasn't wearing his Golden Knights hat, but I recognize him today. So we'll be back in a break after the back from a break after this. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Java Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? Yeah, can't fix stupid, but here at Java Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Japa Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at JapaMachinery.com. Japa Machinery Group. Join the family. We're back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by Japa Machinery Group. Our friends out of Japa are looking forward to the spring because now they can go out in the yard and aren't cooped up in their big building all the time, I was told recently. And that's good times when you're stuck in a building throughout the entire winter. And next week, apparently we're heading out to Japa to drive some stuff around. In the yard, exactly. That was the second half of the spring. I don't know what I got to drive, but I'm excited. I got no business being in any heavy machinery. I love it. I disagree. I think you have every business being in a J14 Packer or whatever the hell they got going on out there. Oh, I'm excited. I don't know what any of the stuff is going to do. I don't know what these machines are specifically built for, but I'm excited to fiddle. And yeah. now when people need underground infrastructure, you'll be able to lay sewer pipe from here to Devon. You're exactly. The exactly. You're the go-to guy now. Unbelievable. So before the break, before I had to rudely cut everybody off, because that's my job as the moderator of this panel, uh, we were about to talk about discipline and Connor and the world championships and Danish people tweeting about Connor. Yeah, there's a reporter, Dana. I'm going to call him Danish. I have nothing to back that. But he was talking about how Team Canada's practice ended. Everybody's gone except our boy Connor, who, like Crosby in the previous story, right before the break, uh, he was spent another hour on the ice just kind of working on skills, shooting around, flying around, just by himself, out there getting better. That's amazing. Like, like what what can this guy... like? And, and, and these are the things you need to do to be great. But it's like, what is he working on? Is he just... But this is how you are great. He's not like, oh, geez, my new contract's kicking in. Oh, geez, I just won the scoring title. Oh, geez, my team back home's screwing me over. Connor doesn't care about any of that kind of stuff. Connor cares about improvement, discipline, working on whatever the hell he wants to work on. It's like why Tiger Woods, the height of his game, would be like, oh, I was at the range till 3 in the morning. Like, doing what? Yeah. Exactly. The answer was Perkins waitresses, by the way. <laughs> neither, neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah, I just I think it's really neat to, you know, you're talking about Crosby and his dedication to the game and having Connor B 
be that guy already. It's his third year in the league, and he's already spending hours after practice on the ice working on his stuff. And technically, he could be just chilling out right now. It's yeah, the offseason. He doesn't need to do this. Like it's it's uh, he's the best player in the world. He you know could be relaxing and whatnot, but he wants to go and play. And what I'm super pumped about is freaking turbo button Connor McDavid is playing on international ice with yeah, good all luck. the room in the world. Good luck. What is that going to look like? Well, what about watching McDavid Hall ever in the news? This won't make Twitter go crazy at all, <laughs> will it, if Hall commits? This isn't going to make people think they wonder what could have been. Yeah, that's irritating. If, if uh, you know what, Bill Peters is coaching Team Canada. He just got hired in Calgary. The mm-hmm. ultimate founder of Peters Driving in Red Deer or Calgary, rather. Is he really? I don't know what who built. Well, we say Ed, uh, Peter built uh, trucks as well. Congratulations ah, for Congrat- that! Wow, and he still finds time to be a hockey coach. And Amazing. I believe he's Saint Pete as well. Of course, of the Saint Pete Strip Club variety, or the actual Saint Peter in the Bible. Oof! Uh, I didn't read Perhaps deep enough. I didn't guy. research hard enough. I'm going to assume the gentleman's <laughs> club. I just say it would have been prime trolling if he had stuck Nuge, McDavid, and Eberle together. Oh. It would have been prime trolling. Getting into the Battle of Alberta early, but he didn't do it. At least not yet. Oh, he's the coach of the Flames. Yeah, he just got hired. Marvelous. And Galutzman there is out. Galutzman reported. Oh, so this was the dude who came from Carolina. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. So he was already committed to coaching Team Canada. Now he's right. the Flames coach. Could be trolling us all by putting them together. Sure. If Hall's there, throw him in on D. Why not? Have all four on the ice. But Has Hall committed to playing? No, not ah, yet. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. Another thing about Connor is, did you see his reaction to the heart snub? Yeah, didn't give two toots. Didn't give two shits. Yeah. He's no toots like, at all. Not a single toot. Out of all the toots in the world. He, he had them none. all to give. He gave none. Yeah, oh. he's just like, you know what? Some guys deserve it. It's all right. But this is why Connor McDavid is the reason I get up in the morning. Like, he's in Copenhagen. Copenhagen? Yep. yep. Yeah. And he's wheeling around. He isn't at Christiania. If anyone knows what that is. Oh, do right? not go there. Do it's not scary. Go there. It's <laughs> the end of days. It's Robocop shit. It is. And then he's not worried about the heart, and he's not worried. Conor McDavid understands what to get stressed out about and what not to get stressed out about. And I think that's one of the reasons why he's the supreme one. I'd like to know what's on his stress list. I bet not much, man. I bet you if you were to like get a, a window into Conor's head, it's mostly like precision and discipline and routine, right? And routine d- sets you free. I bet you he gets to the morning, he's like, what do I need to do today? I yeah. need to do my 800 sit-ups, my 500 pull-ups, my one-finger push-ups, whatever the hell he does. I-, I bet you he doesn't get in his own head too much. Probably worried about his teammates. He probably is worried about his teammates. You know, he's probably over there trying to figure out whose birthday is when on his new team. Trying to figure out if he has to call Europac Arena on his birthday anymore. Does it fall outside of his... <laughs> oh, good question. Euro gone to the KHL. Well, exactly. So does he need to call him anymore? Maybe he does. Maybe he wants to be in touch with him like Malkin still of his old teammates. I bet he will. Interesting. I bet Connor's like that. I bet he'll call you on your birthday, even if long retired. Really? Yeah. What a guy. By then, though, he'll just be zapping it straight from his brain out to your brain. True. It'll be much easier then. Yeah. True. Yeah. I would keep Cam McDavid around for those types of calls. I'd be like, Cam, I'm going to stay in touch with all the active Oilers. I need you to talk to Eero Pacarinen and say you're me. Let's get this yeah, going. Yeah, you run the alumni list, Cam. Would Connor McDavid go his entire career with one cell phone number? Or do you think he has to Jay-Z flip the script all the time? I bet he has to change. Yeah. If you get that phone number, you're blowing him up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think he, or he's got like... <laughs> if I got that phone number, I would. I bet he's up. got tiers of phone numbers. Oh, sick. Yeah, I bet he's got three phones or something like, okay, here's the close crew. Here are my boys. You get this phone number. Here's like, oh, okay, I know you're like a cousin or something. You get this one, and then here's the third one. This is just the burner phone. And all the numbers go to Rogers, and Rogers picks up the tab. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And just deletes all records and history. It's not under his name. It's like, you know, Bill Smith. Because yeah. who was telling me the other day something about he when he checks into hotels he has to have a fake name and whatnot you got to yeah yeah because i mean like how the circuit for nhl teams and hotels can't be that big right? no it's the same hotel in every city exactly so yeah. you know he's you know goldie do you know what his fake name is it's not connor mcdavid <laughs> <laughs> no one sees that shit coming well i can't call this room and prank it at 4 a.m clearly this isn't connor mcdavid's room yeah what would his name be? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think about this right now. Taylor Hall. Tyler <laughs> Tyler, Tyler Hill. Hill. Taylor, no. Hill. Tyler Hill. Hi, it's me, Tyler Hill. Room service for Taylor Hill? Yes. Yeah. Uh, who ordered a giant silver chalice filled <laughs> with champagne with a note saying to practice? Yeah. <laughs> Could be Brady Lord too. Oh yeah. He's Shout out Brady Lord. Shout oh. out to Brady Lord. You last week it was uh, Brady Lord. Last week we were Humboldt shipping. Things go weird. If you knew how many times your name was mentioned for no real reason other than the fact that we lost your slip and then found it, and then just kept talking about you. Should we talk a little bit about the Humboldt shirt 
life. I think probably the people should. probably need to know what if, last week really was. If you weren't following anybody on Instagram and didn't see the really boring Instagram stories four times a day about what a pile of 7,000 t-shirts look like, the crew of the Nation Network, because everybody who listens and reads supported us as well as they did, we had an insurmountable task last week. Oh. Of shipping 7,000 t-shirts all over God's green earth. I remember when this, like, okay, we hit the number. We're, like, going crazy, like, in, in terms of, like, excited what happened. And it's like, hey, we have to plan the shipping party. And we're like, okay, well, like, it's 7,000 shirts, 3,900 orders. You know, if we get, like, 60 volunteers and, <laughs> like, they all pack, like, 60 orders or 65 orders, like, we should be done in a night. No problem. Well... Four days and more like about 16-hour shifts each day and, and counting. Yeah, we still have another labeling day to be done. Um, this well, When's that happening? Uh, it should be happening here soon. We're just waiting for their slips. Should be the next couple of days. Yeah. Good. So great. everything's yeah, everything's packed, and it's it was like amazing. You know, we got all well, not these... everything's packed because we got to the end of it and we found out. Well, we're, we're, we're going to get to that, and people need to know what's going on. So yeah. like 7,000 shirts. We get the call. Hey, Jay, your shirts are ready. Can you come pick them up? He's, I'm like, oh, okay, how many boxes? I was thinking it might be like 20 boxes for some reason. I, I, I don't know enough. boxes? What on earth? It was they should be in coffins? It was yeah, 110 boxes. boxes. Uh, so many boxes, in fact, we had to rent a U-Haul to go pick up the boxes. Wow. And uh, then take them to the pint. And then we had all these amazing volunteers show amazing. up to the pint. yes. And help us take do the first kind of wave. Thank at you, all everybody this. who came down to a boiling hot pint. Oh, and we had a great night. You know, we shut it down uh, at one a.m. there, uh, and then you know, day two, same thing, just getting through all the orders and starting to kind of slowly ship them out. But you know, we've got thirty nine hundred orders. We've got a uh, an army of sixty people. You know, we started realizing at the end when we have leftover shirts that we might have missed a few shirts in some of the orders that we sent out. <laughs> and just to interrupt, ordinarily we would let the company do the fulfillment. We would deal with our clothing partner. They're pros at this kind of thing. But to increase the amount of donations that we could give to the folks to, at to, Humble, to ensure that we could donate the money yeah. we said we were going to donate, we, we had took to on take the volunteer in. tip. Exactly. So um, error. That was the error. Oh, oh, for sure. Like, go, like, like this was a learn. Like, once again, like, we thought this was going to be 500 shirts, which we could have banged out really easy because we've done th those types of orders before. But this just blew up uh, and snowballed into a big thing. But the result in terms of what we could donate was the great thing. So the whole time when it's, you know, you're, you're sweating, packing after packing for 10 hours, you know, like, keep reminding yourself this is why you're doing it and it keeps <laughs> you going. But, uh, yeah, no, it's... Um, like I said, this was a huge effort and a huge volunteer effort by a lot of awesome people, and we got a lot of support for this. Uh, so, yeah, just bear with us. If you ordered a shirt, it's coming. You know, if you ordered ten, and you only got nine. Let us know, um, and uh, yeah, we'll do if our you best. Got ordered to make one that and got right. ten. Keep it to yourself. Exactly, because <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. we messed up. Yeah, that could have happened too. If you if you ordered a youth medium and got a male medium, which might have happened. So uh, where Brady Lord came from was after a while, you got these packing slips right so you pull a packing slip it says like i want one small two medium three large and then you go and you fill that then you put it to station two and station two you double check the order for accuracy we implemented that about a third away through the thing uh, <laughs> and then you put that into an envelope and then you seal the envelope and then when the packing slip comes in you have to replace the original thing with the shipping thing and blah 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 so the first name i get i wheel into the pine to help the first name i get is mrs smith as in married to ryan as in luckiest lady in the world. Out of all the bloody orders, that's what I pulled first. So that was kind of neat, right? Because that's cool. Reason why the nation exists. But after a while, all the names start to blend together. Yes. So we're on hour 800 of doing this. We're starting to play a game like how many names can you remember from the last hour or whatever. And then we found this dude, Brady Lord, whose slip had like fallen underneath the table. And so then for the next hour, we were just surmising who is he yeah. and where is he? What's he doing? And what's he about? And then the joke just continued on. Like, and then we found his slip. I'll have a beer. Let's get Brady a beer yeah. type of thing. I was thinking back. It was probably day, end of day two, maybe day three or four. They're all blending together. Of a conversation that Jay and I had when we hit 5,000 shirts. Yeah. <laughs> we hit 5,000 shirts and we're like, all right, people still want shirts. Should and we, we felt the obligation. Anybody who wanted a shirt, we're going to get you your shirt. Right. And so we had the conversation. Should we shut it down now? Yeah. Or should we see if we can get to 7,000 shirts? 
call print machine. Print machine's like, okay, we can do another 2,000 shirts, no problem. That was not where the issue lay, as we realized <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, so we were like, all right, let's do it. 7,000 it is. And then as we're, you know, late Wednesday, late Thursday, I'm like, we probably shouldn't have done the extra <laughs> Remember we talked about shirts? doing that extra 2,000? <laughs> it was like Aaron, Eric Belanger asked him for that other year. Shouldn't yeah. have given it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and this is what's really interesting slash sometimes frustrating about the nation is that, like, we are not pros. As you may guess, if you've been following us for any length of time, we are members of the giant community of hockey fans that had we not made the nation ourselves, we would go to the nation every day. If somebody made Oilers Bation, and it wasn't Oilers Nation, I'd be on there every day yelling at people oh, because that's what I wanted to read. start Oilers Bation for like when they're topless. Like oh, don't B-A-E. worry. One day I'm going to start oh. up the computer, competitor to Oilers Nation, come back and whoop all you fools, but that's not today, right? But when you put a Humboldt t-shirt out for sale and a horrible tragedy and we've got now an audience of obviously very kind people all around the world who wanted to, I couldn't believe the amount of people in the States buying those shirts. Oh, yeah. Insane. The amount of people in Texas, the amount of people in the southern U.S., like mind-blowing, right? But we're kind of riding the lightning of our audience now in year 10, right? And, you know, 175 million visitors to the sites every year, 7,000 people decided to buy something and support a wonderful cause. We're completely maxed out and fucked for like a week as a result. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But credit to everybody on the team who tried, right, and and got in there and did. There's a lot of long hours there, and there was a lot of, you know, volunteers who came down. We moved the thing over to the baseball stadium here in Edmonton because we were doing it at the Pint, which was great, except, like, I remember, like, customers walking in thinking they'd walked into, like, an Amazon fulfillment center (laughs) or something like that, and so we had to move it down to the ball stadium. Thank you, Prospects, for letting us, by the way. Yeah. There were people coming down night three, night four, helping yeah. us out, and they certainly didn't need to do that with their evenings, and it was just really yeah. nice to see everyone come together. Well, it was kind of funny, too. Like Some of the volunteers were obviously big nation fans. So yeah. I was at a station at the ballpark, and there was a, our boy Dane. Yeah. Dane was coming down to help, and he was kind of posted up right beside me. We were doing our thing. We are just chatting. And he's just like, so uh, you guys been doing this all day for the last few days, huh? I'm like, yeah, been long days. He's like, yeah, I could tell. Oh, yeah? Have you... Did, is this your first day or your fourth day? How many times you volunteer? He's like, oh, no. Content on the site really sucks right now. And I just cracked <laughs> up laughing because it was like the stalest few days. For ever. sure. And we shouldn't have done it <laughs> straight up, right? But we did it for the right reasons. Uh, shout out to Diane, who was in my group, who was the nice lady who drew your dog. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I got a chance to meet her. That was yeah, really it was cool. such a nice lady. And it's funny because we were like sitting there and we we're on like hour 80 of folding shirts. And she just like super quietly mentioned like, I really like the podcast. I'm like, oh, my sweet Jesus. She knows who I am. I started sweating <laughs> profusely. I mean, she likes the up and down that is my voice. And I had and to talking. go run the bases a few times to burn off my nervous energy. We needed that. On day four, I think it was, we shut down by running the bases at Remax Field. Dan's going, don't tell them. Eh, you know what? The chance of the prospects are listening to this, yeah. very, very slim. They if you're listening technology. and you tell the prospects, <laughs> you are off our Christmas card list, I swear. We needed it, though. Yeah. It was like one of those, like, we're cleaning up, long day. Everybody's kind of, like, temperature was rising in the room a little bit. And oh, then yeah. somebody had the idea, like, we should go time ourselves running the bases. Smart. Smart. It, was, it was hilarious. It was yeah. good. But the nation came together, right? Both the readers and the team internally, and very proud and hope. That you know, one hundred and forty thousand dollars. What's the GoFundMe like? Seventeen million or something? I think, yeah, it finished around that. Spectacular, fifteen point one million. Unbelievable. Money will not solve any of those poor families who've lost their kids. Money will not necessarily help anybody who's recovering from those injuries. But I think what it may do is bring some measure of comfort that the hockey community all around the world stands with the folks of Humboldt. We'll take a break. No t-shirt folding in this break whatsoever. We'll be back in a minute. Real Life Podcast. SumoJerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors, teriyaki, black pepper, maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at SumoJerky.com, check them out online, enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted maw and paw jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high-quality, handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals, or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumojerky.com. It shows up once a month. Deliver it as a gift if you like. Have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day. Sumojerky.com. Follow them on Instagram at sumojerky for pictures of their meat. Or sign up for the service yourself, sumojerky.com. Once a month, meat delivered right to your door. It's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up 
My favorite day of the month is Sumo Jerky Delivery Day. SumoJerky.com to get started. Real Life Podcast, we're back. Brought to you by SumoJerky.com. Delicious, delicious jerky sent to your house. It's almost May. That means I'm almost set for another delivery. We're inching towards it. I get to see, because I am the owner of Sumo Jerky, big admin reveal, the kinds (laughs) that we're going to get in advance. And I think to myself, "Mm, mm, mm, I can't wait for whatever the hell's coming this month. Don't tell me. No, I won't. I like to find out. I won't. Yeah, it's it is fun. a good surprise. It is. And then sometimes I'll see like lamb jerky and I'm like, Ugh. oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, two months ago. Maybe you didn't get it in yours because sometimes. Well, I'm... I probably just didn't even notice. Just shoveled it down. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. But anyway, sumojerky.com. If you want to treat somebody to a gift of 12 delicious months of snack food, that's the way to do it. So it is NHL playoffs. Bag milk. Did you watch any hockey this week? Hell no. Mm-hmm. I was at my sister's house last night for dinner and the game was going on all around me. I'm going to be honest with you. And instead of uh, watching, I was a good uncle and played with children. Well, to your point, last week the Leafs got bumped by the Bruins. Yeah. And the boys upstairs had it on. I sure. did not watch. Dan behind me, he was trying to get me to watch. Would not do it. That's a commitment. It's impressive. You would love Heart of Palm, by the way. I don't, I'm not going to know what it's like. It's inedible. But you, you're a beat man, so who the hell knows? What, what, what happens if you both get through the whole playoffs and not watching playoffs? We congratulate each other on a job well done. Exactly. <laughs> job well a done. A shot of brum? Yeah. Oh, we'll do a shot of brum. Oh, Why not? A shot of brum. Yeah, sure. There you go. Well, you got to celebrate. You got to toast something. Yeah. <laughs> a little beef jerky, and then we'll drive around in a piece of Japa equipment. Or nice. pull each other around the wagon. Free wagon upstairs. Ah, the bandwagon. Absolutely. Marvelous. So we were talking at the break, trying to figure out what's the next pertinent thing to discuss, and... Bagwell, you had the interesting observation that if you are an NHL legend of a franchise, you are not necessarily entitled to a job for life. Apparently oh, so. Because Ron Francis just got gassed in Carolina. Ron Francis, former GM of the Hurricanes, punted. Not promoted to job X that has a funny title of some kind, of senior advisor of mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the Bobby Nixberger. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> is now gone. Ron Francis. It's a thing that can happen. So, I don't get it. I'm wondering if this owner, because now he's, he's starting to make moves, Yeah. right? He clearly found out how to rig the draft lotto to some degree. He got himself bumped yeah, from 12 actually, to 2. He, yeah, good call. He right? got, he, he's got to take credit for that. So he's going through NHL Owner 101 school, and he's starting to become adept at what he's doing. I wonder if he's going to be crazy guy or if he's going to be like Mark Cuban guy. And booting out Francis, I think, is a very interesting step. This guy's not waiting. I'd love him to build a rink in his yard and make all the boys come play like Cuban does. Is that what he does? Yeah, he's got that basketball court at his house, and he makes his players come play with him sometimes. That's like, like Pablo Escobar when he built that awesome. soccer field at his jail, his own jail that he built for himself. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he brought in the Colombian national oh, team to living. play soccer with. That is living. That's uh, power. So, yeah, so Ron Francis gets fired, and, and, and Kane's fans largely don't say anything because there's like eight of them, or are people freaking yeah, out? Yeah, they're all watching a NASCAR. Yeah. They're like, if, if, if it's on one of the cars, they'll find out about it. <laughs> like, it's, if it's an ad on there. Otherwise, they have no idea. And then also, speaking of GMs getting gas, Lou Lamarillo in Toronto. He kind of got the old, uh, you're now an advisor. Right. Kind of firing. Right. And have they named his successor? Nobody yet. I assume it's going to be Kyle Dubas, although it's weird, though, because that guy, I was looking it up upstairs. He's only 31 years old. That's a lot of pressure. Would be was he AGM? I don't follow Toronto. Yeah, he's sport. AGM. Yeah. AGM. So, 31. Yeah, he'd be 31 years old and potentially running the Maple Leafs. A lot of pressure. So is he Woo. then older or younger than Ch- Chica, Chica in uh, Arizona? He's pretty uh, young. I think he's like 34. 34. Ah. Similar age for sure, like give or take. They're, they're, they're it's the exact same thing, though. Another stats nerd. He was running Dart, uh, old Daryl's junior team, the Sioux, and then he got the call up to the big leagues. Stats nerds. You could be a GM. You Learn your spreadsheets. That's could right. be a GM. Yeah, crunch those numbers. The yeah. number is three. Can I be the GM? Yes. Oh, fantastic. See? Works. Yeah. <laughs> Proof Never of failed. concept. Outstanding. Another thing I wanted to bring up, I find very interesting. The Tampa Bay Lightning. If you bought tickets to tonight's game in the lower bowl, they sent out an email saying, you are not allowed to wear Bruins apparel or hold Bruins items. But you can check it like it's a uh, club or an airport. What do you guys think of that? I think that's absolute bullshit. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. Unbelievable. Like taking all emotion out of the game. Like, go look at Premier League soccer where they're like, oh, we're just happy if people aren't shooting each other and lighting the stands on fire. Like, not in hockey. Don't you dare wear this, uh, a jersey to the game of one of the teams playing. Yeah, they literally build fences in the stands to no. keep the 
group separated. Yeah. I find that amazing. Yeah. Phenomenal. Why I, wouldn't you? Now, everything is wrestling. Is this fake? Is this fake to drum up hype for the game? I guess we'll find out tonight if there's like some Bruins fans that are trying to get in there with a Bobby Orr jersey or something like that. Oh, but like, it, was this done to try and keep order or was this done to try and stoke the rivalry so the Bruins fans are like, how dare you? And then everyone talks about it. We'll have to hit the internet because last time the Lightning were in the playoffs, they were giving away tickets with a tank of gas or some shit like that. It was yeah. weird. That's what I was thinking when you told me that. I was like, remember when they were just happy to have fans in the seats buying yeah. $1 hot dogs? Yeah, they're getting, they're getting choosy now. I love the fact that Vegas is like quasi mayhem in the stands. And there was the one guy I saw on the highlights, not watching the game bag milk, but I saw the highlights. Highlights fun. Where the Elvis impersonator was lipping everybody off and stuff. That's fun. That adds ambiance to the game, right? I, love- I would expect if I went to a Vegas game <clears throat> to see Elvis lip me off. Like, that's like well done. I expect if you go to any playoff game, somebody's going to lip you off. Oh, well, yeah. That's Why not? The whole point. Oh, exactly. we were getting, remember in Anaheim, I was getting, or no, it was in San Jose. Yeah. We were getting hit with fries. Oh, oh yeah, that was Anaheim. Yeah, or no, no, no San Jose. Jose. And all in good fun. Yeah, fair enough. I'll yeah, take yeah, a fry yeah. shower. I'll take a fry to the if head. If it's not coated in ketchup, because that's like that's like gentleman warfare. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It's gamesmanship. Yeah, don't bring ketchup into it. I, I, I filled was, uh, I filled the guy's hood with popcorn. Oh, so, uh, innocent, right? See, not a big deal. There was a in the Anaheim. There was a guy who kept chirping me the whole goddamn game, and I'm wearing a Latestu jersey, and my boy, I think, got two goals that game. So it's your I night. was. I was out. Exactly. It is your night. I was on fire. Yeah. And this guy kept chirping me, and then I finally turned around and uh, gave him the business. And then he starts calling me classless and like, yeah. Why, all, you, all you Canadians just want to come down here and fight us. And I'm like, you've been trying to pick a fight with me for fucking two periods here, asshole. <laughs> and and Mark Letestu is potted too, and we're fucking winning this game, so beat it. <laughs> yeah. If beat you're it. a real fan, come to Edmonton and support your team. And, and chirp me there. Mm. Then I'll have respect for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're just this little turncoat guy who mm-hmm. got his goddamn, went to an AM, PM, got a fill up, and got a free ticket to the game, and now he can chirp me. Asshole. He wouldn't be allowed to chirp you, though. The uh, ushers would kindly ask him to quiet down and stop being so rowdy. That's true. <laughs> the thing I remember about uh, the Bruins gear, too, is that the section where it's not the entire arena that they're not allowed to wear gear. It's lower just, bowl, I think. It's just part of the lower bowl. It's because, but but on TV it shows on, t- on television, right? Just the, the club bowl. seats, just ten yeah. percent of the arena. You're that's, not allowed. That's to wear. still odd. That's yeah. fine. Hey, you know what? If I'm sitting there in the club seats and I'm a trillionaire, I'm going to control everything that's going on around me too. I want better looking ushers. <laughs> I want more flavorful popcorn, and I don't want to see any Bruins fans around here. What you think about that? I would just be happy, frankly, if I'm a Lightning owner or whatever, that somebody's buying tickets in lower bowl. Exactly. That's why I'm wondering yeah, if it's they're just paying. Hype, right? These guys are paying like bulk coin. Would you though tickets. at a lightning game? I'd love I, I to know think, what I think are. they've got fans now. Like they, I think like there's some support around the team. They definitely support them when they're in the playoffs. Sure. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah, of course. Right. I or or love or to so, go to a playoff game. Some, Shout out OEG. Yeah. Or there's some capitalist, you know, Tampa Bay Ian. I don't know if that's what you call him. That you know has the opportunity to make some dough from some dumbass Boston fans and you know charge a you know hundred dollar ticket sell for thousand. But remember bucks. that had they not banned. Bruins gear in 10% of the arena. We wouldn't be talking about them right now. And beef sells records. Right? Or maybe they were worried, concerned. This is my personal theory, that they were concerned more Bruins fans would be seen on TV than Lightning fans. You say Bruins weird. Bruins. The Bruns. B-R-O-O-N-Z. Bruins. That's odd. <laughs> B-R-O-O-O-O-N-S? That's Z? right. Bruins. Bruins. No, I just think that they were worried too many Bruins fans are going to be on TV. Now you said it normal there. Well, I'm not even listening. I'm just listening for the word Bruins. 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 Yeah. I got a hypothetical. And Bruins. This, this might be just horrific. And this is now switching gears to a different series. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Penn's Washington. Sure. Washington, even though they won their divisions, flying quasi under the radar. Mm-hmm. doesn't have everyone's talking about how they don't have as much pressure as before and whatnot. But do you think this would tilt the series? They go back to Pittsburgh. I don't know if this is going to sound inhumane. Sorry for anyone who's a PETA supporter. If someone threw a dead penguin onto the ice, oh, oh. would that tilt the if a Caps fan did, would that tilt the series? I, you, first of all, I got questions. The Where lo- do you get a dead penguin? Yeah, the logistics the internet, of oh, the internet. Oh, the river, the banks of whatever Pittsburgh River is. Penguins are actually quite large. I'd love to see somebody getting one into the arena. They get those you just monster have to wear catfishes. Junk, you'd uh, have to wear a Junko jeans or something, like those giant 90s jeans to get one strapped to your leg or something. Well, think about the octopus in, uh, in Detroit. Those things were, were just like handheld octopi. Remember the guy who was in here the other day and we were having a meeting with him and he was involved with throwing beef on the ice? Yeah. Oh, I remember And he that. was telling us that like, the team was in on it. 
The Oilers were in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they wanted it to happen, so yeah. they tried to they tr- they they helped pimp the system so they could they get the beef, beef into, the, in. yeah. into the yeah they're helping yeah. sneak it in. That's sport. That's a rivalry. Not yeah. you're not allowed to wear a jersey in. Even going further back, remember when Florida they used to throw the rats on the ice? Yeah, that's good fun. I love that. Used to rain rats in that. Building. Absolutely. And you would see which Scott goal- Mellonby hucked a skate at him and severed a rat or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he'd kill a rat in the dressing room or something. And you would yes. just see which goalies would sit there and take rats off the melon or which ones would hide in the ice or in their crease. I love that. We're getting some notes here over to the side. Well, I'm just saying, if, if there is a Caps fan listening to this podcast, which is very highly likely. Yeah, of course. Try the dead penguin. Let's see how it works. Let's spit some ideas. How do you, let's pretend a penguin weighs 100 pounds. Let's just pretend. Oh, a, I think that's a big penguin. There's, like little, a, there's little ones well, out there. Well, no, hold on. You're not throwing one of them little fuzzy baby penguins on the ice. Well, not a baby like penguin. <laughs> okay. Like, le- like a penguin that's had a rich and full life, yeah. and like maybe made some mistakes, but atoned for them later in life. And yeah. it's like, you know what? I've lived a good penguin life. If I were to be murdered and hucked on the ice, this wouldn't be the worst thing that ever happened to me. Is that the kind of penguin you're talking about? Yeah, yeah like a, a sacrificial one, exactly. End of life, wanted to do it for a bigger cause. So let's pretend you're Johnny Caps and you want to get a dead penguin into the arena. What's your move? You know yeah. what I'm doing? It, you you got you to stuff it down a pant leg, I think. I think I'm wrapping it around the front yeah. like it's a gut. Oh. And I'm just a big fat guy. Yeah. And don't judge me. Don't body shame me, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, strolling. Damn, in. you smell like a dead penguin. How dare you? <laughs> just like, How do hey, you know? Hey, hey, listen here. Don't worry about my don't worry about my hygiene. No, I think you got to start this shit out years in advance. You got to infiltrate the arena staff and you got to like be working with like the incoming like the loading dock guys and you got to be paying people off and there's a little bit of, you know, grease the wheels here and perhaps some people at the arena don't even like the penguins and If there's if say it's like 20 pounds, I think what you would do is you would 20 have a, pounds? say say well sure, 20 what pound penguin. There's different flavors of penguins. Oh, you know what? I'm going to google average weight of penguin. Everybody in this room Google. All right, quick. If you're if you're paying attention average Google. Average weight of penguin. I'm going Everyone to Google right now. The penguin from Edmonton so, is because of this. Do you remember when West Ed used to have penguins? Yes. I think that there's tiny penguins that you could get it in. You're thinking of probably like the big king penguins from uh, yeah. March of the Penguins. Yes. Yeah, there's, you there's can't check one of those. Of penguin. You need some kind of catapult to get one of those penguins on the ice. I'm telling you. No, I think what you do is... The boys you, are running numbers here. The best, it's okay, so... All right, I've got oh, a... An emperor penguin, sir, is 30 to 90 pounds. I've got 20. Well, right now it says to me, emperor penguin, average weight, 23 kilograms. We can go to the little penguin, 1.5 kgs, or the Galapagos penguin, which you don't have to travel as far for, 2.5 kgs. Oh, you're chucking that from the upper deck. Oh, so what you... Exactly, <laughs> yeah. You can go... You, you can sneak that in, geez, in your pocket. But what you do, if you've got a decent-sized one, because you want to make an impression, you're not going to bring just the smallest penguin. You've got a, at least 10 kgs is where I'm thinking. Uh, I think you get a girl to pretend she's pregnant and just like put in a ball. Oh, they're not going to test it. They're not going to pat the belly because you know that's a that's an offense, right? That's that's, that's jail. It time. could lead to a, it could lead to an arms race of fans throwing each other's symbols on the ace. And thank God the whalers aren't still in business, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you know how hard it'd be to throw a blue whale onto an ice. Yeah, Damn. that's that's heavy duty. You got to have fifteen people pretending to be pregnant. So, or, what do you throw on the ice uh, against the Oilers? You just take like a a retired oh, I don't know, oil or a jersey guy? or hopes and dreams. I mean. You go, you know. Now I'm still thinking on the, the penguin thing. You go to Jesperson. You get his T-shirt cannon. You pack the penguin in that thing. Oh. And instead of a T-shirt toss, you got penguin toss. You're firing that thing from the upper bowl on the ice. Everybody loves it. Oh, Game but, over. But that penguin on the Game ice. Game over. Caps like, win. Like Caps a road win. Kill. Caps win. But does it tilt the series? Well, that's gonna rattle everybody. That's not just gonna tilt uh, the series. Yeah. That's what I thought. And you're right. Peta's gonna show up in like a helicopter. Oh, with exactly. The Coast Guard, and like it is on. Yeah, and yeah, and this is not an everything is wrestling thing. This is like someone who legitimately wants to upset the Pittsburgh Penguins. What if you just throw uh, DVD copies of Surfs Up starring all those penguins? Would that be sufficient and not piss off Peta? Interesting. Was Interesting. it a bad movie? Well, I mean, depends who you ask, right? Oh, yeah. Surf's Up 2 is terrible. We can throw Surf's Up 2. Yeah, that's fair. Because like, if you chucked out Happy Feet, I think it would have the reverse effect on it. Because like, who doesn't like Happy Feet? Everybody likes Happy Feet. What are we I, talking about? I've never seen Happy yeah, Feet. Yeah, like you actually motivate the Penguins if you did that. Right. Crosby needs it. <laughs> <laughs> Crosby probably watches Happy Feet. He's probably, he probably got some uh, voiceover work in Happy Feet. Going back to the I am curious, what would you throw on the ice if you're an opposing fan of the Oilers? To to rattle nothing. You just maybe let us self destruct. Maybe a quart of oil. Give us, but then you like an oil spill, and we'll then you're damaging the ice. So you know what I'm throwing? I'm throwing pictures of former players that have left and gone on to success. Oh, it's like here's Miroslav Shatan, you oh. bastards. Yeah, and they're just laying on. I'm throwing the, the River Queen on the ice. Oh, easily snuck in. Yeah, 
That place has been trapped in ice its entire life. It'd be happy to be on the ice again. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Real Life Podcast. Alberta is where you find hardworking hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Rig Hand Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Rig Hand is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta. Ask for award-winning Rig Hand in your liquor store and visit RigHandDistillery.com. We're back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by our friends at Rig Hand Distilleries, maker of Brum, power of bagged milk, friend to all, enemy of none. And delicious nation vodka, which I had the fortunate opportunity of consuming a lot this weekend. Makes a great Caesar. Oh, they, well, they also have that like garlic or pickle juice um, vodka, which in a Caesar is just say no more. Now, when we're talking about vodka very briefly, because I want to talk about non-nation vodka for a moment. I had a birthday recently and I was given vodka with an LED sign built into the bottle that an app on my phone can change the message. That's ballin'. Shocking. Because the other thing that's really interesting is that the app, you can set it to track where the vodka's been. It's like, find my phone. Mm. So I could just give you the vodka as my enemy and be like, here you are, enemy, delicious vodka. And then you go home to your fort, and then I know where you live. And then I come there with a whole marauding team of marauders, and then you're dead meat, motherfucker. Take notes, Batman. Because who's going to throw away a ball of vodka? Nobody. Exactly. It's perfect. You could also, I don't know, my apologies, I don't know who made this vodka, but you could strip the label and on the LED make it a fancier vodka. Right now it's Ciroc. So now I'm wondering. Oh, interesting. See? I'm wondering if the the LED technology means that the vodka is gross because we're paying for the sign on the bottle. I'm wondering if the si- the 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 vodka is delicious. I haven't cracked it yet, but I intend to. It was on my Insta. I got a lot of people asking me where I got it. And I was like, "Shut up! Drink Nation vodka, you asshat." Yeah. Make yeah, a Caesar. It's breakfast. It's Bag delicious. milk will write anything on any label that you order online from uh, Rig Hand to Silver Story. Right. So just send a request in, order it. Bag yeah. milk will do any kind of drawing or caption you'd like. And, right. and you know, I was thinking originally, can we license this for Nation Vodka? And I looked into it, and it's like licensed just to the vodka. That's the thing that makes them amazing. Occasionally in life, you see these brief flashes to realize you live in the future. Right. And like for me, LED vodka is like, damn, that is some shit. When you think back, 1930s, we're making vodka in giant bathtubs and stuff like that. 2018, flying cars, nay. Hoverboards, nuh-uh. But we do have LED vodka that can say, let's go Oilers. Clap, clap, it seemed clap. like an evolution, right? Like LED shirts have been around for a long time. Those LED belts oh, you yeah. see guys uh, walking around. I had an like LED belt. In your belt era <laughs> when you had every belt. Oh, I used to have belt the buckle? tightest belt buckle game. I uh, swear. Or was it? No, I don't think I did. I've seen one. You though. had yeah. the shirts that would like bounce with the music. No. Yeah, from that place in England, remember? Yeah, I didn't buy. I, I wanted to get one of those from oh. that place, Cyberdog. Cyberdog in yeah, Camden Yard yeah. or about that else super called. bright yellow one. Yeah, super bright yellow one with right. anime on it. Well, I remember a different life than my own. Apparently, <laughs> fine. But, so, best of the worst. We want to get our structure up. Shout out to UConn and the Everything is Wrestling podcast. I think our structure of the help. show is shouting out UConn. Yeah. The show over show. He's very, man, he's very helpful. Oh, like, yeah. He, he, he listens to He actually to knows what he's yeah, doing. And he, I <laughs> thank him. He's not even really a hockey fan, and he listens to this, and he sends me notes, and I really do appreciate it. So we're paying attention, Uke. We've tried to keep our faces near the microphone, Uke. We're not letting Jay wave his hands everywhere and be a crazy man, Uke. Best and worst of the others this week. Let's start with the worst. Draft Make it lottery. five. We failed. Draft lottery. Unsuccessful. That uh, that either means we've turned a corner and now we're going to be you know good on the ice and not good at the lottery. I, I'm just trying to find a positive to this because I, I it was to me on Saturday it was like a foregone conclusion we were going to move up like all the spaces in in the lottery. I ran the NHL numbers draft simulator twenty thirty times to make it so. I I was trying to do my part, get some karma going. I ran the simulator. Oilers ended, didn't touch it again. That was my move. I was having such a good day on Twitter. Nation was trending. Make It 5 was trending. The responses with Make It 5 were hilarious. The community, as we always do, getting involved, getting in the mix, making dumb jokes with our hashtags. I laughed at Dan's. I went and bought a Slurpee and instead made it five. That was a good one. (laughs) It's great. We were having so much fun. I had my whole evening planned out. I wasn't going to leave my couch. I was going to be blogging all night chirping people i was going to go to other teams fans grab their feedback put it on our site mm-hmm. laugh at them all mm. and it got fucking ruined 
Apologize for the swearing, Marin. Yeah. Good uh, you know what? Marin was gracious enough to come help us uh, do some shipping. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> That's such a smooth segue. Uh, <laughs> You're distracting him, bag milk. Yeah. No, 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 no. As you can tell, I'm, I'm, I'm checked into this statement. And I said, because we had just recorded the podcast, and I, I, I know in that one particularly, I said, like, repeatedly, I said, fuck, like, ten times. And helicopter uh, pilot. Helicopter pilot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I go, Baron, I'm like, reported, recorded, the podcast today, caught, blah, recorded the podcast yesterday, and I swore a lot, and I'm super sorry. And she goes, <laughs> I don't care. What? Swears, swear as much as you want. Damn it, she Marin. goes. In fact, I didn't like it when the podcast used to bleep out the swearing. I didn't even know that that was happening. I didn't. I, I didn't either. And I was like, "Geez." So I'm like, "Okay." So I'm still going to limit the amount of fucks I give in a podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Make it mean something though. But it's going to have some gravitas. Make it five. Let's get you know five swears out in a row. Man, it was so good. Like that hashtag was. It fit in so many ideas. Yeah. We were having so much fun. Yeah. Every time somebody would send me, oh, we're trending in Edmonton. I'm like, really? We're, we've only been doing this for half an hour. Yeah. We got hours to go. Trending in Canada. Oh, hell yeah. Now when the lottery goes our way, I'm going to be insufferable. That was the plan. I was going to plan to like 24 straight hours of blogging and just being a complete asshat. Oh. And then it got ruined by Carolina. Who did well to jump up from what, 12 to 12 two? 12 to 2. That is an they're Oilers-esque in their mastery of the draft. Yeah, we've got, there's a new Oilers in town, so now we better be good on the ice. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping we're turning the corner. We, we're not as good at the lottery now because we're better on the ice. And if they need the, to stop sending Shirelli to the draft lottery because both times he's been there, they've dropped back. Well, that's why we need to specifically hire back Tambellini. Yes, yes. He is the lottery GM or yes. the minister of lottery, whatever position or title you want to give him. And he's just he's, he, he's there. He's attending, paying Smart. $10 million because yeah. you get a Connor McDavid. You know, you get that type of lead that leads up to a Connor. Yeah, you'll probably get Rasmus Dahlin. Yeah, like that's 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 a body of work you can All stand behind. All we need now is for Dahlin to fall to ten, <laughs> and we're going twelve. Yeah, well, that's what we, we should start like smearing Dahlin yes. to the world. I heard he blew out his knee walking down the street in Stockholm. I heard he murdered a penguin and wants to throw it on the ice in the next Pens game. I heard he has no shoulders. He just goes neck to hands. He's got Ryan Whitney feet, I heard. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. he has horror, horrific ankles. Did you see the... Was that photo of him real looking sad, or was that just them making fun of others? No, he actually posted that photo. Like, just him, like, sitting on the couch, like, gazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was, I think he was like... Because he's, he's, he's Swedish. He's Euro. He's trying to do, like, a cool look, gazing into the future of, like, now what, what that's going to be. One of my least favorite Instagram poses, and I've thought about this a lot. I hate it how people ever just like... I'm going to look super sad and stare at the ground, and this is going to help sell tennis shoes. <laughs> Maybe he's doing one of those. I was driving downtown the other day, and I only assumed this girl and her friend were taking Instagram pics because I was just at a red light, and they were up near a brick wall. It was actually near uh, uh, Chez Pierre. Oh, yeah. Where, where would that be? Said <laughs> so we're, we're, I'm standing there at that light, and, or sitting there at that light, and they took probably 50 pictures, many of them looking down at the ground, both Towards the camera and backwards. I'm just so sad. That oh. one's replaced the up top one, I feel. Which one's up top? Like the holding? Yeah, when you're right? holding it up sky. Well, this is when you have an Instagram friend, right? And brick wall, foot up pose is like pretty hype. Boy, to the selfie girls or just that, 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 or just whatever. They love doing that little leg. The knee bend. The knee bend. Yeah. Like it just, I, I don't, I don't, what I, I guess I don't know about photography or what that creates or whatnot, but uh, I, I don't get it, but they all do it. They all do it. They all do it. Not little Tay, though. She was on house arrest. <laughs> oh, little Tay couldn't even talk on the phone because her mom took her phone away. <laughs> well, her, her, her phone's worth more than her mom's life. She's pushing, she's pushing 1.3 million followers now. What up? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. She's blowing up, man. Incredible. I remember, I, hey, remember, I'm on Team Little Tay, so I'm happy to hear yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, Everybody wants to see drama. You see my boy, little Hank Williams there, the Odeland kid, put a real song out? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, it's I was so gonna say adorable. It's, and it's unbelievable. And he wants to be famous for loving you. Yeah, and let us remember that Frank Sinatra was discovered by a nationwide soap-sponsored singing contest. Get out. He was. He was like the first, basically, American Idol in real life. Cool. I think this little Hank Williams has something, man. Like, he's got a shtick to him where he's not... uh, 
I don't know. I think he's got. Some he, he's adorable. He's an old soul. Like he plays like old timey country music, yeah. and he's just like, and he's amazing at it. He may be Hank Williams reincarnated. I think. I well, if everything is wrestling, I think he was engineered by Walmart to launch their new record label. Oh, oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Interesting, plausible because they turned it around quick as well. It, exactly, the you machine need to. was there. Well, I mean, when you blow up that big and everybody's looking for you. And then you, is he pushing a million followers? Cause I oh, yeah, he's, he's like 1.5 1. 1. or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. That's unbelievable. What a, what an interesting age to be alive where yes, you get a lot of false celebrity and stuff like that. But like truthfully in this day and age, if you have your wits about you and you're extremely talented, little Hank Williams didn't spend a penny to get a million followers on Instagram. Right before we started recording, we were talking about Kanye on Twitter. Yeah. People are talking about him going crazy. He's yeah. not going crazy. No, he's playing you fools. Yeah. He's doing exactly what Kanye's got to do because he's got an album coming out in June. And he did the me versus 50, one of us is going to quit trick, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And now he's doing the spitting hot truths and selling John Legend out under the bus. And then him and John Len- Legend playing piano together. Him and John Lennon. Yeah, John Lennon. Amazing to see. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible, incredible. collaboration. Yeah. It's, man, like, Kanye's playing you fool. And Kanye's like, what is the most unpopular thing I could do to make myself hated? Dye my hair blonde. I'll wear my MAGA hat. Yeah. Right? And oh, everyone, yeah. And everyone's like, Aww, and they're just freaking out. Of course he's doing that. Master trolling. Fools. Putting on a clinic. How about those Yeezy slippers that he's launching? Yeah. They're coming out. The Crocs? Yeah, exactly. Man, everybody, <laughs> I thought the Yeezy shoes looked stupid. Then you got a pair, and I was like, huh, right? And like, I these thought Crocs, I got a pair. Well, at least you have, from, in all intents and purposes, you have a pair. Yes. Uh, these croc deals, I thought crocs were stupid. And then I saw that the lady who made the company that put the jewels in the croc holes made like a bajillion dollars off that, right? There's seven and a half billion people in the world, man. Not everybody needs to like the Yeezy crocs for them to sell a whole bunch. Oh, of they'll sell. Just look at Supreme. They slap their their label on anything and it just sells like crazy. I love that. It's I don't understand shoe culture. I wish I did. I watched a documentary on Netflix about shoe culture. Mm-hmm. I wish I got it. I don't get it. I'll get it either. I don't I, like waiting in lines. Yeah. No, fair enough. I like a nice looking pair of shoes. Sure. Your but, shoe yeah. game's always tight. Remember that thing I sent you with the Supreme bot? Yeah. So some guy had written artificial intelligence to basically snake Supreme stuff when it's for sale on different websites and then resell it. Like, it's genius. That's heavy duty AI applications. Yeah, but that's smart. Like that's like he, like he, he created his little hole in the matrix. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's going to make a ton and of money from he's a kid. From yeah. Unless everything is wrestling and it's not him. Oh, it's probably a kid. Probably because he, he was just a smart guy who knew how to code. And he's like, fuck. He's like, I keep losing out in the, in, when they do a drop online. I wish well, I could. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. Just let the, let the robots do the, the bidding for you. I wish I could remember the kid's name on Instagram. He was like 16, 17, 18 or something. But he made a business of people send him pictures of their Yeezys to tell them if they're real or not. Oh. Charges 25 bucks. He will guarantee that your Yeezys are real or not. And if you're claiming Yeezys on Instagram, he'll put you on blast if they're not real. What? Yeah, it's incredible. You know, so I got to figure it out. I watched like a documentary specifically about the fake Yeezy movement that I accidentally subscribed to unknowingly, but whatever. I guess I picked a side. Crazy when he clicked in an ad that said 97% off Yeezys online. (laughs) 65% off. I bought them off Instagram. I thought in 20, I guess at that time, 17, it was a safe place. To, to buy things, but anyways, I got fake Yeezys. Um, Feezys. Feezys. Uh, so they, they, they had a show where they, there's like this uh, super uh, shoe magazine like that, that all the, the sneakerheads like subscribe to, and they ran through the office with fake and real, and it literally came out like 50-50 between like how the office thought which ones were real and which ones were fake. Like they couldn't actually accurately de- like, uh, uh, come up with a consensus as, no, these are the fake ones. Like half of the people got it wrong. Here's my issue with sneaker people. I have no problems whatsoever with people who like sneakers. Sneakers are great. Fantastic. I myself have two feet and wear sneakers all the time. <laughs> Very high percentage of people who can call themselves sneakerheads are assholes. <laughs> Like, it's a very high correlation. Like, if you meet somebody, you're like, okay, what's this guy about? What's going on? He's like, you know what? I'm all about my sneaks. I'm like, mm, you're about to be an asshole, aren't you? And more often than not, I'm right. So, Yeezy Busta on Instagram. Yeezy Busta. 736,000 followers. And he just essentially tells you if your Yeezys are real or fake. And he'll put you on blast if you're claiming real ones and they're not. Fuck, I'm going to send him mine. Yeah, he may as well. I'll save you the $25. Fake. No, no, let's see how, we, let's see how accurate this guy is. Screw it. Let's, do it. Let's, let's, let's yeah. do it. 25 yeah. beans? Yeah, it's just a photo and a DM, right? Hey. I got that kind of time. Slide in his DMs. No big deal. Yeah. 
All right, well, that'll be our pregnant pause that takes us to a cliffhanger that will take us to next week's podcast. Stay tuned, folks. Wow, if that doesn't make you want to tune in again, I don't know what will. (laughs) The myth will be busted. Real Life Podcast. We're keeping our heads close to the mics, Yuke. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.